So welcome to this episode. So Opanku Alpha, how you been be? What's up with I'm you? Fine, how are you? Good evening everybody. Yeah. Oh sorry, welcome good afternoon to everybody. Yeah, thank you. You not tell me welcome. <laughs> Your team is on the trophyless run of five years, so I don't know. Why is it? We are on the same team here. Let's leave the banter. It's not a fact issue. You're not supposed to drag somebody who's already down. Ew. Okay, so uh, let's start off with like transfer, like transfer, generate transfers. You know, now we, I know you already insulted my club, but let me reiterate that our club did not make any sense. We share loaned out people, so we loaned out everybody that we loaned out. But we didn't buy anybody. So, like, Cynthia, what would which transfer, what one person transfer would you think like this was the transfer of the winter, like winter transfer super? Okay, um, you mean should I start with the Premier League or just generally? Generally, which one do you think was transfer of January 2022 for you? Okay, I think Barcelona. Huh. Barcelona right. made a lot of very good transfers. I think they signed four people. That would be Adama, Adama, Ferran Torres, Aubameyang, and Dani Alves. Very beautiful signings. Mixture of experience, youth, and let me just add hunger. They are really hungry for success. And these signings are not really Barcelona signings, but they are signings that Barcelona needs. Do you understand? Yeah, I think I get They are not Barcelona signings, but they are actually signings that they need now. They need results now. They need to get back to where they were before. I think this is a transition period for them. They need to meet up with Real Madrid because Real Madrid I think they've made plans for I think four years they've made a plan of four years look at the kind of players they they, they have they have Camavinga Valverde these guys are 22 23 have Vinicius Rodrigo of course they are going to there are, there are rumors that they are going to sign Mbappe in the summer they have Kubo on on loan they have young young players they still have Modric and Cruz who are still going strong and strong so i think barcelona i think they are the winners of the jet the winter transfer then i have to praise everton lampard yeah. from signing lampard as the coach and also signing um van der beek Dele ali good signings very good signings because like lampard said it's better to sign players that have a point to prove. Dele Ali is Premier League proven. Though I'm not a fan of English players, but Dele Ali is Premier League proven. 
this other guy van der Beek, i don't know why he wasn't having minutes in manchester united because he's one of the most disciplined mid midfielders they have so he's actually going to do well at everton using the right system so everton are actually a team that i feel actually won also in the general transfer window then liverpool Liverpool. Yes. Most how? people have how? issues of not watching other leagues. And I can tell you that Luis Diaz is an electrifying winger. He's a mad winger. That guy is so good. If you watch him in the Copa America, so, so good. Another version of the Mane Salah-ish he's so good i think he was joint top scorer with messi joint dribbles completed with neymar messi or something but he well, was sharing records with neymar messi and watch his debut you could see that electrifying attitude he brings apart from the assists that luis diaz gave apart from the assist i think was it the second goal or the okay he assisted the third goal the second goal he made the press that gave they are going the fa yes he made the press he did not give the assist but he was the one that started the press and these are one of the things that club wants so he's a very mad signing for liverpool very very good signing from liverpool very very good signing so barcelona, barcelona everton liverpool good signings the winter Okay, okay, Cynthia. Oh, it's signing. To start with, um, <laughs> you're already laughing. You know, oh, yeah, sorry. Want to, <laughs> I want to drag my club. Don't drag us. I have to say that my club was the most foolish club this transfer window. I was embarrassed <laughs> because in the beginning of this season, I was very like elated about the fact that we finally had squad depth. It's the first time since Ferguson that we had a replacement for every player. But you can still see how stupid this club was to the extent that they still loaning out players. So that we will not have replacements for them. I get that the, the, some of the players weren't good here, but still, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't want to have a squad depth. We're out of extra that competition aside champion so we don't need squad depth. <laughs> 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 so my best um transfer this season was Abumayang. In all sincerity, like I really like the fact that I felt like he was being oppressed under Arsenal. Yes, so good and fine. Not the most disciplined player in quotes, but there are sometimes that a club goes to overlook the um moral moral attributes of a player to like push the player forward because of what the player actually has to offer you get so i feel like abman moving to baka where they actually need somebody like him will be more useful to his career because like that speed of adama and then abman's um conversion rate is going to help boost baka very 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 well as in considering the fact that back already has like top tier players that's in their um their front players already top tier i feel like the addition of speed and precision that's in um Traore and Abmeyang is actually going to be very very mad 
and then although i wish the best for him i really like the fact that I, I, although i wish the best for him i need Frank big it would be very difficult for me watching everton matches and watching him play that was the same way it was for me when daniel james left i was rooting for him but watching him score for league used to do my body somehow because <laughs> sorry <laughs> i would have preferred that he's doing all the magic for us then i mean who won't jump out of a sinking ship i don't blame and the big for leaving he needed game time so for me my top two are abmeyang and bandit but having commented on the best and yes notwithstanding the fact that my own club you know sign players there's also another club that not sign players and they don't have fronts because their defenders also have to be scoring goals for them they don't have strike. They have strikers though. They have blue. They bought. They bought quote unquote the best Italian striker that they were comparing to Lewandowski at the beginning of the season. However, they don't have strikers. So I mean, you want to go to some certain people. So and they wear blue. Okay. See, sorry. Let me. Let me. Let me come in there now. Um, how many league goals does Ronaldo have? More than um Lukaku, my love. <laughs> that, that how many? But that's what I'll say. He has more than Lukaku now. Yes. How many is the question? Be around wait, let me count. Let me count. Around seven because he has or eight because he has. They are actually has, tied. Um, five they are actually tied. Seven, seven goals. Are they? Are you sure? Yes, they are actually tied on seven, seven goals. Now, my my issue is individually the chelsea team is not doing well individually sorry they are not doing well individually but as a team they actually play really well as a team as a team as a team because one they get the results secondly they are still in every competition every competition they are still there and when i mean in the individually they are not doing well i'm talking about the attackers they are actually not doing well individually the attackers but from the midfielders down to the goalkeepers they are actually doing well. Left- sorry Okwanko, sorry you're not tired because i knew that is ronaldo is on eight goals um, sorry ronaldo is on eight goals lukaku is on five <laughs> Oh, I mean, I was not sure. I mean, I'm talking about my baby. Oh, my baby, please. <laughs> so that oh. is on eight goals. Oh, oh, sorry. Please, that sorry, is sorry for that eight, error. Five, five. Sorry, sorry for that error. Sorry, sorry for that error. So, as I was saying, Mendy left for the AFCON. And when he left, they had a cover in Kepa. The, the defense, they've had issues with injuries. Thiago Silva, Armstrong, old age, Christensen, contract issues, injury issues, Chaloba, injury issues, Rhys James, injury issues, Chilwell, injury but, issues. But, but this is, this, 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 the last three you called had these issues, even before the AFCON. Yeah, yeah, before the, I'm, I'm saying that, that's why the fact that they still have these issues, okay. the team, as they are still doing well. They're, they are not really doing well in the league, but they are not in a very bad situation. They are not in a bad situation because they are still in every competition. They are, in the final, they, are, they are in the final of the Carabao Cup. They are in the knockout stages of the Champions League. They are still they are, they are in the fifth round of the FA Cup. They are third in the league. They are in the Club World Cup now. 
So every they are still everywhere. They just need that stability compared to the team that they don't even know if they are to press high or press up. They they, they don't. Wait till be this. Like I don't say me you bad. Wait why 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 you attacking me and my club? Why? Why? I don't why? Know, but I thought. You say let's move on. You say let's move on. But if if. Uh, Considering the problems at Man United, if we were supposed to make like transfer like buy players, who and like what kind of player do you think we should have bought? And do you have like anybody in mind you think we should have yes. bought? Yes. First and foremost, the first thing, the first change to make at United is to get the sporting director. First change. But isn't Second. that what this man is going to become? What's his name? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's Uncle Ragnick. Ragnick. Yes, is is what Ragnick is, is 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 going to become in the summer? Get Ragnick, promote him as a sporting director, and get a good coach. One solution. The second solution is get a proper midfielder. Get a proper DM and a CM. You need two midfielders. I don't know why they let Dennis Zakaria go to Juve. They would have signed Denis Zakaria. They would have signed this guy. There's Zakaria. There's Ndidisef. There's Ndidi. Because, sincerely, I don't know what you will see in Scott McTominay. I don't know how... He's our academy boy now. And it you know my sentimental club. I don't see any top team that Scott McTominay will start for. It's not possible. I don't see any top team Scott McTominay will start for. Scott McTominay will not start for Chelsea. He will not start for Man City. He's not even starting for Liverpool. If Scott oh, wow. McTominay wow. goes to Madrid, of course, he's not even going to start because there are players on the bench that are way better than him. Freddy Valverde, way better than him. This and oh, wow. that Danny Ceballos is still there. So, Scott McTominay, I don't know how he's going to lead you people to the promised land. Get a good DM and a CM. You need a midfielder in Manchester United because Poba is the most talented midfielder Manchester United has, but he lacks tactical discipline. Like Poba. Our loved Poba. It's happened in the Euros and before the, the Euros, Mourinho has always been complaining about that lack of tactical discipline. Poba made France go out of the Euros. Forget the Mbappe missed penalty. It Didier Deschamps gave a simple instruction: no gambling, no gambling, and he gambled for the f for the second goal of Switzerland, and everyone shouted at him. He did it again for the third goal, the equalizer. That was why Rabiot had issues with him, and it was something like a small fight. Those literally two aspects of tactical discipline, he lacks it, but he's a very talented midfielder. So. If they can get a good midfielder, a coach, and get Ragnick as the sporting director, I think their problems will start solving. And they actually need a defender. Nothing like Maguire. <laughs> but we are trying with Bahrain and um, this man at the back, uh, Lindelof. So I, I don't think they are good. In, okay, look at top teams in Europe. Look at their defenders. You can't compare the defenders in Manchester United with top with the defenders in these top teams. For instance, I I, I remember when Man you wanted to sign Maguire, Kolibali was somehow available. So they said 80 million for Maguire and Napoli's president said something. 
if Maguire is worth 80 million, Kolibali is worth 120 million. And everybody was laughing then, but we can see it is true. So the recruitment issues in Manu should be sorted out. If not, they are going to have more and more problems. More and more problems. The Luxor. Well, uh, mentioned a change of like coach, and yeah. we all know that Ragnik is going to become our sporting director in the summer. But then there's this, you know, how you know how Ragnik can go. Like people are saying, it's, um, Porch is then hard. So who do you who do who do you think who can save Man United? Um, left to me, Ten Hag is is very attractive. He plays really attractive football. But I'll go for Poch. Poch already. But people say Poch doesn't have a winning mentality because he could Spurs. I, I think so. No. Poch is, is a good coach. Forget what is happening. What is happening in PSGs. I think this is one of the first time he's handling big stars, egos, and all that. So I think okay. it's affecting him. But really, really, Poch is a good coach. I think if Man U appoints Poch and gives him time, he's actually going to go far. I would have gone for Ten Hag, but I don't know. Ten Hag is really good. Really, really good. But my fear of Ten Hag is can Manchester United fans or the board be patient to give Ten Hag that time to actually build? <laughs> this question you asked me <laughs> <That's> <laughs> only <easy>. that is <laughs> saying that um can if they if my you sign then her like we would the fans and board allow him to like grow um that's that's what I wanted to comment on the fact that he said um that he prepared for Chesno from experience signing a manager that didn't really succeed quote unquote in another premier club to like from one Premier League club to another Premier League club that, that new coach almost all the time does last like up to two years so I don't think that Pochettino coming to United he would come with the respect that like he's bred in the team the team on its own can easily turn on you so the whole um, we actually need a manager that will not look at the history of the team almost we can't continue holding on to our history. We have to move forward. So we need, yeah, a that <laughs> we need a manager that won't care about what anybody has to say. And I feel like Ten Hag is going to be that manager because following Ajax, I said following Ajax around last two Champions League. So like following Ajax up, the fact that, and then watching how they play, watching how they score, watching the players that they field, they don't really do the whole preferential treatment something. I mean, no matter how big of a name you are, if you play rubbish, they'll bench you. And they don't want to know what the fans have to say or what anybody has to say about it. Yes, good and fine. I asked the Man United, the publicity surrounding the two clubs are very, very different. And putting him, like him being a coach in United, will put him at the spotlight more. But I feel like United, um, United generally, what we want now is results. If we can start getting that those results, we won't really want to know whether he bent Ronaldo, he not bent Ronaldo, he bent Bruno, he not bent Bruno. Because most of the games we've played, um, that we fielded players out of preferential treatment, out of these are the players the fans would want to see. I just, most of the time, 
those games never ended well. I remember the game that who are shouting play Van the Big, play Stars Van the Big, Stars Van the Big, Stars Van the Big. That, that that was like um I forgotten. I think that was it, last year. Yeah, so last year, I forgotten the league actually. That they said Van the Big, Lingard, Mata. Oh, and then I think I'm very too that they fucked up. That before we scored, they had to sub out all the new faces and pull back the old faces that are already like conversant with the style of anyway i cannot say style of play, play, don't have but with the team in particular so i feel like bringing a coach number one i want the coach not i don't want the coach to be english i don't want the coach to be a coach that understands english so to say i want a foreign coach he doesn't want to know who is going to be angry if they bent but now the kind of person i thought Ragnick was going to be because the whole thing when he came everybody was like you cannot get game press and they'll bench you cannot get game press they'll bench you but like aside the sucker who is not even really bent, who is injured. Rodney has not bent any other person that cannot get game press. Even he's playing Jones. <laughs> and I don't understand. I don't understand how somebody is <laughs> putting to play Jones. Why? It's not, you play Jones and Maguire, oh God. So, Ten Hag has a history of working with young, hard-working players. Like, you have to work hard to end your sport. For the next game, and that is ten hand for you. So I would prefer that we get that kind of coach, a coach that dwells solely on hard work. No, is a big name, is a big name. The fans will not be angry. The fans will not be angry because all that the whole thing is rubbish. United fans will turn on you at the slightest show that you want to flop. They will. I mean, look at Ole. Open-hearted, you want to be to make them happy and give them players that they want to see. Hmm. You play rubbish. Our first loss, they started dragging Ragni after hmm. winning ten games straight. After like not losing ten games, the eleventh one that we lost, they started shouting Ragni out. See those people? I don't know them and Chelsea fans. <laughs> okay, now let's let's leave Premier League and fans fast. Let's go to the Afcon. Congratulations to Senegal winning the African Cup of Nations. I'm very happy for them. Yeah. I've never done bad belly for a player as much as I did for Salah yesterday. I think I think one of me was the whole you want you want you want to start pushing for Salah Ballon d'Or. I don't know what people were thinking. I like no, first of all, I feel like Salah doesn't have PR. First of all, why would you agree that Salah doesn't have PR to push Ballon d'Or? How? See, the, the thing is, the thing is, really, really, watching Egypt in this tournament, they actually did not play anything throughout the tournament. They actually did not play anything. And I'm of the opinion that football is more than goals and assists. I'm in support of what Vincent Abubakar said about Salah. Salah scores the goals, Salah gives the assists, but he's not as exceptional as people think he is i'll continue saying it this tournament is a huge example of that big big example yesterday that was the final Salah did not play anything well just pass Salah did not play anything. and i'll i'll continue saying it hazard over Salah anytime Jesus. any day ah. hazard. Hazard. 
I know they will not want to agree, but Hazard over Salah. Okay, look at the game, the Madrid game yesterday. Hazard came in. He did not score. He did not assist. But my God, look at how he impacted on that game. I can't wow. say the same for Salah. Every match that Salah doesn't score or assist, watch him. Even watch him before he even scores the goals. Throughout, he do okay, the match against Nigeria, number one. <laughs> the other match against... Oh my God, like, was dead. Like, I don't know, but I was happy that Senegal won this because they actually deserve it. And this is their golden gen generation. They deserved it. They really deserve Well, I was not happy with the award that was given to Mendy. He was not the best goalkeeper of the tournament. Who do you think should have gotten the best goalkeeper? The different goalkeeper, Gabila, she had was me. Gabashi. Uh, Gabashi, yes. She was supposed to get that award. For God's sake, he saved, I think, six penalties in this tournament. That's a lot, though. I think six, yes. Wow. He saved six penalties. He saved one in the final in regular time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... He's supposed to, and again, Mendy played five games with three clean sheets. This, the other guy played four games with three clean sheets. Wow. So, no. Yes, Mendy saved the penalty in the penalty shooter, but the best goalkeeper award was supposed to go to. Yeah. Best player award was between Mane and Abubakar. So, that one, since Mane won the trophy, he won it. Then, I still don't understand the philosophy or the logic behind the best penalty taker in a team should be the last penalty taker. I don't know why that happened. I think that was one of the reasons Egypt also lost. Uh, I think I saw a tweet. Person just talking. Oh, she was like, Salah wanted to form hero as far you know, the one that will save all of them all. Going to be like the person that you know put the icing on the cake yeah. for I their wins. So I think that was very very horrible decision from him. I choosing to go last example, a good example of that you see it in i think euro 2012 also euro 2016 the penalty shootout between Gal and poland who saw that the stakes were very high he knew, that he knew that everybody was scared he was even trying to motivate Jao Moutinho about taking the penalty and everything he now said he's going to take the first one he took the first penalty and Which is one leg. Is that? This is one leg. You know he was injured now. No, no, no. That, that he was injured in the final. That one, I think it was the quarter final against Poland. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he decided to take the first round. Messi also did it in the Copa America final. To build confidence of others. Yes, to build the confidence of others. So I don't know when the stakes are so high. I think Salah is a big player. So he should take that mantle and just take first or take second. I don't know. But that waiting to take last, I don't get it at all. I don't really get it. I don't really get sad. it. It's sad. very sad. Well, they'll be fine in Jesus' name. But generally, in the AFCON, before the four, before like the whole round of system, at group six, who, did you, who are you rooting for to even get to finals? Who did you pick to get finals? I don't know. Who you predict from final? I'm okay. Like, okay, since I are you speaking? Yes, yeah, Oh, okay. So I'm um, sorry. Um sentimentally. 
I wanted Nigeria because I wanted to push the whole in agenda. But like those ones, you know, you can't really count on this country. So I had a backup team, and in all sincerity, Senegal was my backup team because I feel like money has to overlook a lot. Playing for Liverpool is always and there's always in she's I feel like it's in Salah's shadow. Yeah, and it makes the work and then Salah just falls. Exactly. To me, yeah, money is like miles ahead. Sorry for anybody that might think that I'm saying rubbish or that I want to. You're not saying rubbish. You're not saying you get to me, money is miles ahead of Salah. To me, Salah is a lazy player. He's a fine boy player. I mean, give me ball, let me go and do the whole skills. But money is a hard worker, like he goes for the ball, he chases the ball, he gets the ball, he still carries it front. So whenever money scores, I feel like an extra sense of excitement because I'm like, this guy actually worked for this thing. So I really, really wanted Senegal to get to the final. I really wanted them to lose. I wanted uh it to go you know, sincerity. So yesterday there was no big joy that I experienced than watching Salah cry. <laughs> Why are you wicked? Yeah, uh, what are you saying? What were you rooting to get to find out? Um, that's why the fact I was in Nigeria, and one side of me, sentimental side of me, was like Nigeria should. It's, but sincerely, I was not really impressed with. That's why the fact they were winning games, I was not really impressed with their gameplay. I, I, I was feeling Nigeria's gameplay. Yes, they had only one style of play, and I feel it will be countered, or it can be easily countered. They had only wanted the semi-final of Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Nigeria, and Senegal. That was what mm. they actually wanted. Then maybe a final of Cameroon, Senegal, because I was and I was disappointed in Algeria. Really disappointed. Those people are big. I don't know what they what they came into the tournament to come and do really like. I was not, I kept asking. I thought they are defending champions. What are they playing? Defending champions. Really disappointed because. Since going back to Nigeria, I feel if Senegal had faced Nigeria, Senegal will win. Senegal will win. Had faced, yes, Senegal will win because of one thing. They've had this coach for up to, I think, four years or three years. I've forgotten, or more than. Is, is this the Yes. They've had, had that team synergy already. And okay. Nigeria made a mistake before this AFCON, which we are overlooking. You don't like start a coach before a major tournament. Austin Eguavon is a is an average coach, no doubt. But I felt he did not have the time to actually implement his ideas. There was no friendly. He did not play any friendly. He just brought players together and bam, went to the tournament. I I was feeling that you'd have left the natural. Most people don't agree with me, but this is the truth. The natural, his contract, everything he signed in his contract since he became Nigeria's coach has achieved everything. Go to the World Cup, with the semi-final of the Afcon, qualify Nigeria for his goal. He has been doing everything right. He has been doing everything right. But he's not winning anything. He did not win anything. Yes, but sacking him before this tournament was a wrong decision. We we want to overlook it, but it is the truth. Sacking him was really wrong, very very wrong. Because if he had been here. Nigeria will still play that and he knows how to play African countries. Nigeria will still be playing this their nonsense system, which we don't like, but they will still get to the knockout stages, pass it, and at least reach the semi-finals. That one I am so sure of that. 
the only thing I did not like about him was I felt that he just stalled the development of some players. I'm very sure Genedro wouldn't have been, despite the fact Dennis wouldn't have been in tournaments, he wouldn't have called Dennis for the tournament. He would have called so many good players for, for this tournament. He would Do you think he would have used homegrown players like most of the guys in and and was MPFL, NFL? I'm not even in support of using those players, Seth. You're saying that Eguavo over like over squatted the team, like just pack squad. No, I'm, I'm I'm not saying he over squatted. I'm saying that he just stayed. Eh? He picked mm. his players, no doubt. This is an international tournament. You can't just pick play. It's not his fault. I'm not. I'm not blaming him. Though. I'm saying he was rushed into some okay. ideas was was being implemented in the tournament itself. Why, if if it was Genetro, the team was already used to how Genetro wants them to play. He has been there since, and they know him since. So it is easier for him to pass some messages because the team already knows the plan A, plan B, plan C. But for Eguavo now. His plan A, if it doesn't work, I I did not think he had time to train. To think of a plan B. Yes, or to think of plan B. Even if he had a plan B, they'll start trying it in the match to work or it will I think that was what messed them up in Tunisia. Because I feel like in that Tunisia, the game against Tunisia, they very they very, I would say they were playing that our general idea ball. Like what we're playing in what we're playing in the group stage. I wouldn't I don't yeah. think they played that style of ball. Tunisia. That same style, but the that thing I I I, I said the, uh, the Tunisia people are already in that this how Nigeria will play. So. They are going to play. Try, try. Such a start for us. So the plan B now, if they had played friendlies, they'll just switch back to plan B van. Yeah. They'll switch and see what I was saying. That change of Iwobi should have come later than then. Iwobi and that is red card. No, no, no. The red card to me is not his fault. It just have happened. But I felt he would have put Chidera Ejuke. That Iwobi's change. He he would have removed Chukweze and put Chidera Ejuke, then bringing Iwobi later on. Because Chukweze was not playing anything throughout. So he needed someone that would be direct. And Chidera is really direct. Very, very direct. The change of pace. There's no time for him to actually think about all those things because he has never tried a plan B or, or plan C with this team. So he actually did a good work by getting nine points because I did not even believe Nigeria will win, will have 100% record in the group stage. I was very surprised. Very. Praise the Lord God. At least we did something. <laughs> so initially, from beginning, beginning, beginning of the tournament, like when group like group list came out i was like ah this thing like this i did my calculations nigeria will get semi-finals i don't know how and then senegal and saw anybody like i was really i was as confident as what's his name um money in senegal reaching the final i just i was just very very confident in them and that is video that he made that was like he's going to either meet navigator or um salah in the finals and all of that I think I think it influenced why I was I was kind of influenced my own confidence in them reaching finals. UCL is starting next week. Uh -huh, <laughs> UCL is starting next week. Oh, <laughs> UCL is starting next week. Just what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? 
Oh. And let's start with our Valentine. Um, PSG and Madrid on the fifteenth. Um, Cesare, I want Madrid to win. You want Madrid to win? Yeah. Okay. They really okay. Need Why do you think they need it? Two. Deserve it much better, but this is a knockout stage. It's not about who deserves it more. And I'm talking from I'm sentimental about this because I'm really a Madrid fan. So sincerely, on on, on paper, Madrid is a better team. They play better as a team than PSG. They play I feel like PSG will just carry vibes and inshallah enter that team. Like and I hope they because I, I want Madrid to win myself. And I want. <laughs> Mind to beat Diego Simon's boys and his children. I want my to at least let them let them let them shame the devil, please God. For my mouth to got ears. The only thing do you think my can be a team? It's because they have Ronaldo, that's why. That's the only reason why, but yeah, they have because at let's go Madrid as a team. Forget the loss to against Barcelona, but I'm I'm not sure Manu has matured enough to play a team like Atletico. Who, at right, those guys are very rough. It's they are a team. They are a proper team. They play as a team. And Manchester United has not reached that level of oh, we are playing these people, we are playing these people. What will actually help them is that Ronaldo is around. Okay. Obviously, he's Mr. Champions League and he comes out in clutch moments where you, you too, you don't even believe. I'm all, <laughs> and then I, they just, they, I, feel, I, I don't know, but I feel like there's a different Ronaldo that plays in league games and the different Ronaldo all in. But it, entirely different human beings playing Ronaldo, playing as Ronaldo in Champions League. Because the vibe, the commitment, the ginger, like, even the players, they, I don't maybe they are scared of him, but everybody plays more than what they do when they are playing in Premier League. I don't know, for me, what, what I saw in the league stage. So I'm believing God, because God has to enter my use matter that they can beat a team. And then, it's because it's not been nice PR. <laughs> It's not been nice PR that CM Diego gets his revenge. You know, you know what my Ronaldo has done to Diego Simons. This time is all black too. Give me all black. Four hat trick. Ah, come on. To be nice, at least Ronaldo has come under hat trick. You know, to make it five. That is that is equal number of champions league that we have. You get five for five. Not be bad. But yeah, then every other team is. I, I, well, I'm, I'm very confident that the four English teams they are going to qualify in next round. Do you think so? No, do you think so? No, actually, right. So I feel like they picked the worst time to hit a injury crisis. Not just the injury crisis, they're like in a spot. Forget the win in the epic cup like the kind of danger that this they will come with they will come with considering the fact that they don't get to always in the champions league they will give it all they have and they are going to be ready to 
go all out. But the thing with Chelsea is, is the time that you expect them to play the worst that they play their best. So you can't really tell. But like all things being equal, I feel like Chelsea find it very difficult to pass the good stage. Mind you, on the other hand, the team that works with hype and the fact that Ronaldo is there is a factor for ATM team. And so it's not to be it won't be so difficult for us to pass. What are you playing there? This house book or I should have a plan. Um, I don't know for my share. Those ones, they are all vibes. They will win. They are always win. I don't know. Okay, let me not say what I want. <laughs> no, no, don't. I think my city is playing sports. Liverpool, I feel like there will be a beat between Salah and Mane because there was a clear beat between Salah and Mane for the Afcon. So I found between the beat. But anyway, shall we still have? So Lukaku so, Tinta. <laughs> you know what Lukaku Tinta that to me to respond to them share. But um do you think this the our English teams will make it to the next round? Next round. Um I think Chelsea will make it, Man City will surely make it. Um I I want Man United to make it. I want them to make it. Thank you for wanting us to do so. Hey, thank you. Because, I don't know, man. You are not. They are not a team that you have to have high hopes on. So I don't know. Patricia, man, you, man, you can fuck me up any day, like because any day. I let go, Madrid. A well drilled side. They are really well drilled. Just like United lack that consistency. So if you face a team like that in a knockout stage, like Atletico Madrid, the game is always really dicey, very very dicey. So yeah. The only people that will find it a little bit difficult to go to is my United. Wow. Uh, like that means do you think Bayern is going to beat Leipzig now? Of course. Obviously, an easy win for Bayern. Wow. wow. So Juventus will are real. I feel like this we fight. Juve will win. There'll be goals in that there'll be goals in that match, but Juve will win. They fucking signed Vlahovic. I love that guy. Yeah, we talk about him when we talk about signing. Vlahovic. That guy. I love There was a lot of media hype when he was announced. Vlahovic is so he scored on his debut yesterday. Yeah. He's so good. I love him. And I'm of the opinion that he'll be better than Haaland in the near future. Haaland doesn't make decisions. He might just end up as one of those guys we thought was going to be what best. I mean, look at Greenwood. Look, at me. at some point, I, I thought Rashford was going to be better, like bigger than me. I just never being a thought, See, I never thought Rashford would be very, very big. I always tell you guys, English players are not worth it. I like I tell you this thing. A lot of times they were comparing Rashford with Mbappe, and I I, I told you you can't compare this to me. Mbappe is mad. This Mbappe's goal yesterday. Mbappe is miles ahead of Rashford. Decision making. So many young players in Europe. But I don't know if those that English tags. Rashford, I don't know what a good player. No doubt. That means that means the best English player currently. 
is Bukayo Saka and Phil Fodi. Currently. Yeah, I like Foden. Foden is my after when after Rude fucked up and all of that story. For me, my my new young star, my new English young star is Foden. In Saka and maybe Rice, maybe Rice because I don't know. I'm just seeing it. Oh, I've seen his movement, seen everything, but I don't know. I have this biased view over English boys. I don't know why because Mount doing well for Chelsea. Mount is doing, but compared to other young stars in Europe. I don't know. I can't pick Mount over Valverde. I can't pick Mount over Kamavinga. I don't know why. Welcome to the end of our podcast first episode. Thank you, Cynthia, for turning up for us. For me, thank you, Opanko, for being our first guest. God bless you. Thank you very much. We'll be seeing you in subsequent episodes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.